0: So... Here we are, rabbit hole once again. Uh, I, I like you guys out there, uh, to I mean, other than TJ. Uh, <laughs> and he's he's slouching back there in the background somewhere. Uh, I like you to meet Tommy McLaughlin. Hello. How, how, you how are you? I'm fine. I am fine. I, I, I wanted to point out something that, uh, that you've done recently and, and I did recently and we kind of did it together and, and just tell a funny little story about that. I, um, uh, I walked onto the set of vengeance, uh, on like, I think the ninth day of shooting, uh, uh-huh. out of a 10 or 11 day schedule. And, um, I walked out of the house and, uh, it, and everybody had been talking about you for three or four days. And here's the thing is, um, I was super busy. I was trying to pull this thing together. First AD, you know, with, uh, a bunch of volunteers, which is like, um, in, uh, not exactly an enviable position.
1: Uh, you, you had about five hats on, didn't you? For that, I trip? did.
0: <laughs> I did. <laughs> and, and you, you know, I had like that completely distracted thing going on and I kept hearing the name, um, tommy mclaughlin and i kept uh i kept thinking that that it was familiar but 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 i hadn't you know had time to like actually think about it right mm-hmm. and and so i'm walking towards set and you were you're out there sitting in a chair and, and and i walk up and you go wow you built a restaurant for me in a parking lot in the valley 30 years ago <laughs> <laughs> and and that's the first time I went and it's it's really funny because you know like one of those things where like all I you know how it goes when you're working on a film it's like the lists keep going through your head right oh yeah yep. uh, and, and and all of a sudden the lists are interrupted and I looked down and I see and I literally see you as a younger man standing next to that restaurant and I went oh god that's why thought <laughs> that's that's where i got you from
1: <laughs> uh, and, and and you and those beefy boys were great too
0: yeah that's right that's right the Beastie boys <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> those guys were uh yeah 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 so um um anyway welcome welcome to my
1: i, I gotta say it was an amazing restaurant too i i remember we were Looking for one that we were actually going to use, and then you went sort of like, "Oh, screw it! I'll I'll build one." I go, "You can't build one, you know, in the amount of time stuff." You did, and it looked yeah. great.
0: <laughs> we were, <laughs> we, you know, that it was that was a perfect example of that. There are twenty four hours in a day, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> because yeah, because we were literally, uh, and that caused a certain amount of exhaustion on that show because. uh it, it, everything, we were just shooting all those episodes back to back. And, and if you were a director, you, you literally got as, as prep with the rest of the crew, you got that one lunch. You got the, you got the, the lunch from the Friday on the show before. Yeah. Uh, That was it. That was your prep. You got, you got, and if if you walked away from that meeting and you hadn't said it, it wasn't even going to happen.
1: Well even even better on this show it's the only show I ever had where I only had half a
0: script and we well, started in. That know. was that was pretty common too. <laughs> you know what that that started on Nightmare on Elm Street 4 and they kept thinking well you know if it worked on that one yeah let's just keep going. Yeah. Oh.
1: Well that's yeah. A, that's what happened that's 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 why I turned down Nightmare 4 Is that I went in I finished you know my Friday the 13th part right. 6. And right. I went on that, and you know, and I said, "Okay, that sounds great. I'd love to do this. When do you start shooting?" It's like, "Oh, we're already shooting." He yeah. said, you don't have a director. <laughs> he goes, oh no, no, we have like all these other units. And I, I literally said, you know, I, I can't be on a film where I'm not, you know, a part of every department. You know, that's that's to me what a director
0: does. Yeah, that's so, a, yeah. It, that was kind of a yeah yeah. So, I, Ren, I,
1: so Renny Arlen <laughs> stepped in, and it you know made his career.
0: Yeah. Well, what can you say? You know, it's uh, and the funny thing about it is, and I, I will say this until the day that I die, is th- that the crew is the one that did that film. I mean, literally, it, it was a crew that uh, it was a group of people that knew each other, a lot of them from Nightmare on Elm Street three. But but all of us kind of like knew each other. And and uh, it, it was all the young guns. You know what I'm saying? But all the young guns that were kind of like right on that right on that edge of of breaking. down. I was I was 31 years old and I was probably by five years the oldest guy on the crew. I mean, (laughs) 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 it made me feel really weird, (laughs) but uh, but. You know, it's interesting if you look at that crew by itself and and just see how many people, you know, went on to uh, just really dominate, you know, their fields as they went along.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was that was just you know, like before those movies and the Fridays and stuff, there was all those Corman movies where people really cut their teeth on those, you know, and, and kind of went to the ranks of doing, you know, more with less. Right. And, oh. you know. More They're with nothing. Moving themselves. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> so I mean, the, the rabbits you pulled out of the hat on vengeance was just amazing. I mean, <laughs> freaking amazing.
0: Uh, thank you very much. I, I, I got to tell you, that was uh, that was uh, that was interesting. I mean, it was uh, it was strange because you did have. Um, two, three people on it that had done. A lot of things, right? And then everybody else kind of, kind of, and, and the dividers seem to be um, the difference between shorts and long term, uh, uh, shorts and full features, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you've done, if you have done a hundred shorts, it isn't even worth half a feature. Yeah. Because a, a feature is a completely different game, you know. Yeah. yeah sure. Uh, I I I felt that you know for one thing is is we I said listen we have to sit back down we really have to prep this and and the very first time that we all got together in one room to prep it virtually nobody no but nobody knew why we were there <laughs> Except <Yeah. for> me. <laughs> so so uh, we we did you know the uh, we did a couple of of pure script read throughs and I think that you know, as soon as you sit down and you do a script read through with a full group, mm-hmm. right, and and you have a couple of people that that kind of know what's going on, all of a sudden it lands on you like a train. Yeah, this is
1: impossible. <laughs> why are we doing this? Yeah, why are we?
0: Why are we even trying this?
1: <laughs> well, you know what I always love about those, you know, those prep meetings where you get out, you know, all the department heads and everybody together before you can, you know, kind of start to work with each department separately, it right. always seems like everybody sits there like, all right, how are we going to do this? And it's right. like, everybody's made tons of movies before. Right, exactly. That thing of some somebody, you know, somebody speak up. And of course, you know, right. nine, nine out of 10 times, I've got to do it as the director, because it's either my script or my vision on the thing. But right. occasionally, you know, you have a alpha dog producer who's just like, he put this project together. So he's going to talk about it. But all people want to know is, you know, what's my budget? <laughs> You know, and right. you know, no. what can you, I get a, a, access to?
0: This is this is the 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 this is where um, I I I kind of shined at that because I would sit at those meetings and 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 if nobody was going to direct them, I would. <laughs> 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 but then I, I have a big mouth, and and you know we all know that. <laughs> really, I do think so. Yeah. <laughs> sort of
2: cute,
1: cute and pouty sort of, you know, cute pouty. <laughs>
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah. There's there's some geese out there that would argue with you about that. <laughs> <laughs> they 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 neither thought I was cute nor you know, pouty. Okay. Right. So so you came in I I have to tell you I I th- there was something that I I have wanted to talk to you about. Um I, I didn't thought, do it. I did no, not. you did and it's your fault. Okay. OK, I wanted to say that I think there was three songs that you did for um, uh, for Vengeance and they were amazing. And, and I have oh. to say this, that a lot of times when you're doing uh, it seems like when when I look at um, these uh, fan films, uh-huh. that particularly in the neighborhood of the music, uh, it's kind of a letdown now we did have manfredini do doing the you know yeah,
1: background which was amazing
0: which is amazing, amazing. we just yeah. just absolutely amazing and, and, and considering that we were doing an homage to you and your film um it, it was great to have him but but hands down i think it was some of the uh, the best featured uh uh songs Well, Uh,
1: I got to say, that's more Jeremy picking from our, you know, the Sloss back from the Grave album and sort of going, you know, I like this. I like this. I like this. So, I mean, these are things that, you know, were already, you know, recorded and done. You know, just a question of uh, what what size do you like? Like, you know, Portly Long, Portly Short. (laughs) (laughs) You <laughs> know how how you wanted your suit to fit
0: here. Exactly, but 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 uh, still, my hats off to you. It it was it was amazing, um, and uh, it, 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 and you made a really good Igor. Well, thanks. <laughs> you recently did a cover of uh, Man Behind the Mask, didn't you? I'm sorry. You recently did a cover of Man Behind the Mask.
1: No, that's actually. That's something that uh, we do that in the show, um, usually around Halloween and stuff. Uh-huh. I, I have a real hard time getting this band to do any covers of anything. You know, they just <laughs> want to do the original songs that we wrote. But, you know, because of my obviously connection with that song and the movie, you know, I force them every so often to just go out and do it. But we, we've yet to actually record it. You know, those are just like live, you know, live performances.
0: Uh, but I'm a fan of the Grateful Dead. The live performance is the thing. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, uh it seemed like every every time the Grateful Dead recorded, it sounded like crap. <laughs> so yeah. so you came in and you did a great job. You 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 helped us keep keep everything together. Uh um your work on vengeance, uh, J- Jeremy sings your praises forever.
1: Well, I tried to, you know, just be as, uh, I don't know, positive, you know, as you can possibly be. And I mean, that's, that's the whole thing is, you know, that you guys were tackling something that's like, how are you going to do it for that amount of money and and that amount of time? Are you kidding me? (laughs) You know, but at the end of the day, there was a lot of, you know, footage and a lot, you know, stuff to kind of mine through and figure out, okay, this works, that doesn't work. And, you know, I probably you know spent most of the time, yeah, you know, just kind of talking to him about the cuts and things oh, that absolutely. I thought you know, would what worked and what didn't work.
0: Right, um, and uh, I have to say that uh, I think that we did pretty good. I, I I honestly believe this. I that there was somebody that. <laughs> there was a, an executive producer on the film that uh when we were about three quarters of the way through um he and I used to go to breakfast uh uh sean okay. uh, and, and we're we're at breakfast and he goes he goes man he, he says i gotta tell you i, I said, you're in a weird position here and I went, i am I'm eating breakfast with you. And he goes, no, no. I mean, in, in the terms of this show. And I go, well, how do you figure? And he goes, well, he says, you, you, um, you have a lot of good shows underneath your belt. Uh, w- wouldn't you hate to go out under a sucky, uh, fan film? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, that, that kind of makes me not even want to leave the restaurant. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow. But I have to say, uh, in terms, it, it, and and I, I didn't let that, you know, bother me. Um, I, I mean, you know, actually, I'm at that age where as we were driving away from the restaurant, I probably kind of forgot it. But um, uh, <laughs> the thing is, is, is I can. I can hang my hat on this sucker and say particularly the 2.0 version. It's fantastic. I, yeah, I can say, hey, listen, that's. um. We did. We did great. And, and, and I don't even have to say just for the money either. Yeah. No, you know, be, it, it feels it feels like one of the Friday the 13th.
2: Almost a million views.
0: Yeah, yeah. there you go. Uh, but so, you
1: know, how many shows have you been on where the crew or somebody's going, this sucks, this is not going to work. This <laughs> is never going to see the light of day, you know, and they end up being big hits. I mean, you don't oh. nobody knows shit, you know.
0: Uh, Nobody knows. But, but, you know, I, how many shows have you been, and and, uh, let me put it this way. Uh, how many shows have you been on when, where everybody is competent at what they do? Right. Mm Uh, and, and boy, you, you say we're going to get this many pages during the day and you get it and everything is absolutely, uh, is depart departmentally segmented and everybody knows what they're doing and there are no professionals, there are no uh, uh, non-professional uh, gaffes anywhere. and I mean you're dealing with LA Cruz. these people know what they're doing, right? you know And at the end of the day, at the end of the day it sucks. Right uh-huh. <laughs> at the end of the day, it all goes together, and it's it it's just uh it's yeah, just boy. as adequate as you can get, right yeah. yeah, and this is the reverse of that this is um almost every day at least half the crew was new <laughs> uh, but not not only that, I mean you know we, we <laughs> the equipment we were using was over over our heads. You know what I mean? I I mean, you can't have like like absolute incredible cutting edge cameras, and then halfway through the day, like the cable breaks, and you have no depth of repair for it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Yeah. Because <laughs> you spend all your money on the camera, <laughs> on getting the camera, and and a 99 cent cable breaks, and and just everybody just falls apart, right? Yeah. And and we had all the, we had all that type of problem we had you know like the new new people problems the uh logistic problem we would have rain we had had everything everything would be going against us and then all of a sudden the skies would just the sun would come out for like 10 minutes and you would start shooting frantically and and the thing is is i'm looking at the camera i'm going Holy crap! You know this is—that was an amazing shot. And then you, and then you get another one. You go, that's an amazing shot. And then after a while, you're going, what? What is this that (laughs) that we Mm -hmm. are getting such a high percentage of great shots? Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was a very strange thing. Uh,
1: Yeah. Well, I think I give a lot of credit to Jeremy too as the director. He really allowed people input you know what do you think what would you like to do what do you, you know and he just kind of did the you know the old approach that you know he's the queen bee but he you know he's there sort kind of there making sure all the other worker bees get things done and and actually have you know their opinion be be listened to and and taken so there was a lot of stuff where i i was looking at people going god they just seemed like they're making their own movie, but at the same time, that's kind of what you want. You know, you want people to go in there and really get involved in it from the standpoint of, okay, we're not making any money, so at least let's try to make a good film and let's, right. you know, something right. that you can kind of be proud of.
0: Exactly. And then left it to the first AD to, to, uh, uh, to edit, to edit the ideas out on on the spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. We're gonna do it that way. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Let's do it like this. <laughs> yeah. It came out. It came out really, really, really well. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So, uh, so what are you up to these days?
1: What am I up to? Well, um, as we speak, I'm looking at my laptop here with the new script that I'm writing. Um, this one is a little more of a comedy fantasy than, uh, than than the, the horror stuff I've been, been working on. Um, I don't know if, if you know about the fact that I, I wrote a Friday the 13th, um, God, it's been damn near a year now, I guess, you know, a kind of a, a a sequel, not obviously like vengeance, but a different type of sequel to my one in part, um, six.
0: Right. Right. That's what I've heard.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, this takes place in, you know, 19, 1999, um, as in we're going to party like. Uh, but, it, it, <laughs> you know, I wanted to kind of try to find a bunch of things that have not been done yet. And uh, hopefully, you know, I'll be, by the time I get this thing made, God willing, the lawsuit and all that stuff resolves. Um, yeah. not, all, not all the fan films have have, you know, taken a lot of these ideas and already put them out there. But you know I've, I've got you know the aspect of it happening in the winter uh, instead of summer, so we're dealing with snow we're dealing yeah. with basically an all-female cast and then just Jason uh as the, cool as the you know obviously the the monster. And then the other thing that I tried to do that that's different from what I did on uh, Jason Lives, but where there was a bunch of jokes about Jason and there was things about oh, Jason's out there and stuff there was a you know knowledge about him or that the whole thing these characters have no knowledge of this guy at all right so they're, they're walking into this you know trying to figure out you know who the fuck is that <laughs> what is he <it> doing <laughs> why
0: so that that was an that, that there was an element that i that i did like on on watching the film uh that kind of grated on me while we were filming it and and a lot of this has to do with the fact that i'm not particularly uh conversant in jason you know mm-hmm. uh i mean i i'm a horror fan from way back but but you know not particularly the jasons um uh, and and so there was a whole language going on there that i didn't understand mm-hmm. and uh in some of the some of the in jokes uh grated on me uh individually but together, as they were in the film uh they seemed uh sort of that more undercurrent of humor uh-huh,
1: yeah, i mean it's kind of one of those things that if you're making a fan film, you really wanna you know please the fans and you really want the fans to be going, oh, I know what that means, you know. it's like, Yeah, exactly. Like, oh. Easter eggs and, and things that, you know, are in, in films now, all the time. Um, but, yeah, I it's funny because I, what I did my Friday, I had seen the first one, you know, which has nothing even to do with Jason except at the very end where he pops up. Exactly. Um, which I thought was great. And then part of the reason was, you know, as a director during that time period, you know, all you were being offered were slasher movies. Or if you wanted to get a deal, you had to basically write somebody that has a mask or something over their face. So you can't see who it is. And they have a knife or some weapon. And then there's a bunch of girls, you know, in the forest or some place where they're isolated.
0: And you Scantily can get a glad. deal. Yeah, Scantily glad, yeah. right. Scantily yeah. clad, right. Exactly. So,
1: so I didn't, I didn't, you know, follow a lot of those films at that time. I just, you know, a few of them I saw and, you know, I, I didn't even keep up with the Halloween, you know, sequels. So when I went into it, it's like I had to sit down and watch all the films back to back, which is right. like, wait a minute. I, I thought that rule was. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, hey, yeah. And fans, of course, take a lot of this stuff very
0: seriously. You know. Oh, very seriously. Yes. So, yeah. It, it, that's that, that's like uh, working in Nightmare on Elm Street three and four. I mean, you know, the uh, the sacred cow elements of it, especially in, particularly in Nightmare on Elm Street three. Uh, uh, I, I just remember at the end of it, like I was getting barbecued for a lot of stuff, but it was like <laughs> I wasn't. It's not that I wasn't a fan of the of the first two. It's just that I I had never g- gotten to see them because I was working. Yeah in the film business at the time. So literally I saw them, they showed them to us, uh, in a, uh, at one of the developing labs, you know, uh, uh, one of the projection rooms. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's, it's like, not that you're, you, you, you kind of pick up the cannon as you go along and, uh, Let's face it. You're 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 making a new one, and so you're not as tied to canon as as people would be if they were total fans of the film, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a different thing altogether. Because I know the one thing that was really cool about Frank Mancuso Jr., who was the executive producer on all those things, um, he really <laughs> wanted to bring in filmmakers who would have a different approach to the next movie in some right, way. Right. Exactly. And so sometimes it wasn't anything more than just, well, what's the gimmick? Oh, this one, he's going to go to Manhattan, or this one, he's going to go to outer space, or this one, he's going to go to hell, you know. Uh, Right. Whatever. I I was sort of, you know, my role when I was hired was basically bring back Jason. I don't care how you do it, figure it out. Right. (laughs) So, you know, I went old school immediately with the Frankenstein and the lightning bolt.
0: Right, exactly.
1: (laughs) have that lightning bolt connect with a guy in a coffin. So she you knows working out all those details.
0: Right. Exactly. Exactly. It's really funny. Um so um oh what else? What else? Y- yeah, I uh and and I have to say this is is I have seen hmm, four of them and uh and number six was my favorite. So okay. th- there you go. That's Thanks. your fault. Um
1: it was it was great to have, you know, so much creative freedom on that. Um, there, there was really no, you know, no, you can't do that or no, that's not no, I'm sorry. We can you know, that we had a production manager that obviously stayed on me in terms of making sure I wasn't gonna get a steady cam on certain days or a crane, you know, on other days. So I had to keep being inventive along the way. But that's sort of, you know, standard operating procedure on um, these kinds of movies is you know, what what can we what can we take away that's gonna save us 10 cents here? You know, can we take oh, two bags uh, of potato chips off of the
0: yeah, craft store Yeah, well yeah. I, I I had a friend who used to say that uh that uh you could tell when uh you were you could tell when a production was in trouble is when the Shasta sodas came out. Yeah. <laughs> which <laughs> which you you know, <laughs> It's, it's funny. He said that. I laughed. And then after a while, it really stuck with me because I went, yeah, yeah you know, he's actually kind of right. <laughs> yeah.
1: But it's always in so, the business, you know, that you're, you know, going down to pick up the pennies while the dollars are flying over your head.
0: Oh, you yeah, know, I absolutely.
1: It's like, you know, you get seized on some of these shows, like, you know, 18 chairs on set that that you know, have a producer credit, you know, (laughs) and yet, you know, that you can't get an extra PA, you know, to help do a lockdown, you know, and
0: it's it's just crazy. Oh, it it is crazy. I, I, I remember doing commercials, uh, back in the, uh, nineties, uh, and, and every once in a while you would do a commercial and, and, uh, the, the amount that was, that was the, the agency's day offs days off. When uh-huh. they could come in and watch the commercial, <laughs> they'd be sitting in a ring all the way around, all the way around your set,
2: <laughs> uh-huh.
0: staring at the set all day long. <laughs> yeah, it was like uh, one of the. It, it was nerve wracking at first. I remember thinking that it was nerve wracking, and then after a while, it was just funny because you could actually watch, you could w- watch somebody make it make up their mind about something, and yeah. you could watch it work work around to towards the main chair, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so hey, listen, one thing I did want to talk to you about and I and I gotta tell you this has just hit me while I was uh um while I was out and about this morning and I, I got to thinking about something that I mean it's pretty obvious like that we you know uh you, you and I our careers have interestingly bridged Into the digital age, Uh Um, and 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 something came to mind. I I I got to thinking about like because I I say to myself all the time how much everything has changed. Um, You know, uh, all the way to the amount of of electricity that is used on the stage. I don't know if you remember the old stage paddles. Oh yeah, those old. You know, the big. It was a huge hi it must have been like um the size of an ipad only only like an inch and a quarter thick and mm-hmm. it had a copper edge around it yeah and and that plugged into uh it plugged into a hole that was that big right yeah a- and that was that was how you plug one cord into the other and i remember the guys would uh would make sure that only only the electricians would deal with that because one of the common things was to uh somebody to try and plug that in but they'd hold the they'd hold it the, hold it by the copper and try and plug it in. Yeah. Right. And and fry themselves. And yep. and I remember thinking how far we've come if you look at the difference between like for in your example of from uh uh The sixth, uh, Jason, to 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 vengeance, Mm -hmm. Um, just just the vast. I I mean, even the fact that we had a camera, (laughs) (laughs) the fact that you had a camera (laughs) was with a bunch of kids. I mean, I don't want to call everybody kids, but but you know, a a a bunch of people that absolutely
1: were yeah new 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 filmmakers up and so, coming.
0: yeah uh, the 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 equipment that they have access to that was a huge problem for us back then <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs>
0: or or of huge cost. i mean you walk around you walk around and i walk around with with um cameras on our phones that were essentially a three hundred and fifty thousand dollar package from panavision right yeah back in back in the day yeah, uh, I mean, what are your thoughts on the fact that you know how much the technology itself has changed?
1: Well, there's a there's a quote. Um, I don't know if you know. I, I teach a filmmaking with a bunch of different filmmaking courses at uh, Chapman University, Dodge College out in Orange County. Right. Um, and so it's you know, at first I went, oh, geez, I don't want to be a teacher. That's the last thing. You know, I'm. I get out there and kind of figure it out as I do it, and then you know, how do you teach this stuff? And then right. as time went on, I really loved being around, you know, not my peers, but the next generation of filmmakers coming oh, up. Oh, I did. I do, I, I do to too. Where they're at, you know, and what what they loved. And, you know, and then it's like they would go on about how great the 80s were. And I go, man, we were in the 80s, we wanted to be making movies like in the 70s. They were making <laughs> all the movies. You know? we, were, we were, you know, just trying to make a, a living, you know, taking whatever show that we could get, um, <laughs> you know, so we could shoot yeah. something. But, well
0: um, well exactly you, you know the, the very fact that uh, especially if you worked in horror or science fiction that that you were a lower class of filmmaker than everybody else yeah. you know we we were we were just barely above porn yeah you know and and, and, and like definitely below like like showbiz lawyers
1: <laughs> but um the, the, the thing that I've always kind of subscribed to is something that Francis Ford Coppola said many years ago, that film will never be an art form until it's as simple as a pencil and a piece of paper. Because, you know, anybody can have a pencil and a piece of paper, but not every, anybody's an artist. And oh, exactly. it got to that point now with these phones that anybody can go out and make something that looks really good. And, you know, other than the sound, getting some, something on here that, where you're... You know, getting a little more of a directional mic on there, which is not much of a cost in this day and age. Right, you can make a bona fide, really cool movie. And Steven Soderbergh, I think, has made three of them at this point with you know, with iPhones.
0: Um, absolutely, know. absolutely. You know, the thing is, is all the tools. And I've heard people say, "Well, you can't do this, and you can't do this, and this, and this, and this with the phone." And I go, "You know what? Here's the thing: if you're great at telling a story." You have all the tools that you need right there.
1: Yeah. 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 And and, and there's stuff you can do with the phone. There's a movie, uh, I think it was called Tangerine. I don't know if you saw it. That was uh, all shot on the iPhone. But they were doing shots in there that were so cool because you couldn't get a camera like, you know, in the backseat of a car behind somebody's head and then have it kind of come around and then go and get into the front of the person's face that's sitting, you know, passenger and then come back around and. Going oh to yeah, the driver. I mean, you know, and they were literally driving. This wasn't like a special car that you know. Yeah, was it
0: wasn't on a process trailer or anything like that. Exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I mean, the you know the simplicity of it was amazing, and the shots, you know, were really quite you know inventive and and fresh, which was well, great. The yeah, I
0: I mean, I, I look at sh- I, I look at shows like um, Dave made a maze or uh, Dave made a maze is an is an example of, of like just go going going out and going crazy with a bunch of cardboard and, and and a and a bunch of small cheap cameras or uh if you take a look at uh there's been a couple of action films lately there was a russian one. Oh, i can't think of the name of it uh henry uh what was it called uh, right. uh yeah it's, uh yeah see if i can look it up later but uh it, it's uh literally they, they take these cameras and they do the most amazing things with it they they're they're, they're uh, crashing through cars <laughs> and the camera just keeps going and keeps going yeah uh-huh. and, and there are so many creative things that are, that are being done with these cameras. The thing that I would like to help with, and thing that you are helping with, is bringing some of the some of the stuff that refined ideas for a hundred years, right? Mm-hmm. Bringing those idea, bringing those ideas out away from the professionalism and putting them uh, away from the professionals and putting them in the hands of the people who now have the inexpensive cameras.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: you know trying 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 to to bring that that refined sense and then you can take it and break it you know it, yeah it, it's like any rule is going to look better if you break it and know what the rule was in the first place
1: yeah exactly
0: so yeah. so i that's i mean that's isn't that what school's that is. all about <laughs> that's that's what the that's well, what you, school- you know
1: it's, it's- uh, it, it, it is, it depends kind of well, on the teacher. I mean, some people are very much about, you know, okay, we're going to teach you all the basics, you know, w well, this is a close up. this is a medium shot, this is a, you know, over the shoulder, whatever, and what the equipment is and stuff. And yet, you know, you can learn all that stuff, but it's a whole different thing when you get on a set and have to start doing things, you know, it's a whole different energy and, and, you know, they, you don't always, you know, really learn anything until you're actually making one. So the more people get a chance to get their hands on the equipment and try stuff. And I'm one of those people that like, you know, fail, I mean, work, work to fail in a way. I mean, try to try something that you go, this is not the way, you know, you normally would cover this, try something different. And just, this is a time to take those chances. And every so often you'll trip into greatness and you'll find something that's like, God, if I didn't take a chance, I would have never come up with this really cool idea.
0: <laughs> that is so true. And, and, and I got to do that with other people's money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that, 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 is, that is true. Uh, um, uh, of course, the devious ways that we tried to do it over the years um, uh, sometimes they come back to haunt us and sometimes they don't.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Another plug for one of my movies. Sometimes they come back. Yeah, <laughs> cool. <laughs> Gotta get them so, in wherever I can.
0: That that's right. Uh, so um, I, I guess I guess this is kind of where I wanted where I wanted to be through this. Uh, <laughs> I wanted I wanted to say it, it was total pleasure working with you, and, and I really loved uh, all of your input onto Vengeance. And um, God willing, the creeks don't rise. Uh, we will work together again someday.
1: Yeah, uh, I hope so. Because, yeah, you're <laughs> you're a lot of fun to be around and you certainly keep, you know, things alive and, and moving. So, you <laughs> you know, you're you're one you're one of the ones that make filmmaking really fun. You know, <laughs> It's no good if it's not fun. I mean, no, oh, it's, it's a, you know, you can make good money someplace else, you know. This, 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 there
0: like, you know, there are an awful lot of ways to make to make better money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A- anyway, my friend, thanks for coming on the show. Uh sure. um uh further uh I-, I wish you further success on your movies and um and um continue being a sloth. Okay, I appreciate that. I will. Okay, man. Thanks a lot. Hey, thank you, guys. Okay. okay. See you. All right. Bye-bye. So, TJ, I hand it over to you. Well, thank you guys for joining us on another episode of the Rabbit Hole Podcast. This is your host, TJ Bowser, signing off. <laughs>
2: Okay. Oh. Cheshire like a down on a jack A leaf of all colours plays a golden String fit up to a double E waterfall flow over my back Not a word's about seal. John, I'll ring a silent bell beneath the shower of pearls in the eagle, wing palace of the queen. Shiny.